And if we're willing to backpack, say like Europe or Thailand or like go to Australia, anywhere, like if we're willing to do that, why why wouldn't we want to see our own country first? We're and willing I, to see other cultures so much faster than actually learning about our own. Welcome to Through Here, a podcast about road trips, people, and places. Through Here is recorded on Treaty 2 territory. The land is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabeg, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. The land is also used by Indigenous nations from Treaties 1, 3, and 4. Season one of Through Here takes place in Riding Mountain National Park, a vast forested oasis amongst Manitoba's hundreds of kilometers of prairie and a destination for many travelers. If you'd like to learn more about the setting of Through Here's first season, head to the Where's Here section of throughherepod.com. Brooke and Rebecca were sick of their day-to-day life, and their desire to adventure was growing near intolerable. They decided this summer was the summer for their cross-country road trip. They modified Franny, the minivan they bought for the journey, to the nines and designed every square millimeter so it had a purpose and function. In this episode, we sit down with the pair on a dock on one of the hottest days of the summer. Again, in this episode, I lost some audio from the original recording, but it's where Brooke and Rebecca talked a little bit in detail about where they'd been so far. So I'm just going to give you a little recap of that later on here and we're just going to keep going. We end up talking about how they chose to modify their van, why they set out to uncover more of the country they're from, and what they've learned from living out of a van. In the follow-up interview we tacked on to the end of the episode, we talk about what they're up to now as well as what the future holds. Enjoy. So I'm Rebecca. I'm from Moncton. And I'm uh, Brooke from Halifax, Nova Scotia. So again, I made a little error. About seven minutes into our interview, my recorder ran out of batteries. At the time, I didn't think it would be a big deal, but it turned out that we lost all of those seven minutes. Essentially, we discussed where Brooke and Rebecca had been so far. So they started in New Brunswick, where they're from, and they gradually made their way west. And you'll start listening in the middle of them talking about their story at Bruce Peninsula National Park, which is in southwestern Ontario. And it's incredibly beautiful though i've never been the photos from that park are just unreal the grotto they're talking about is a scenic cave located on the georgian bay shoreline which due to its popularity you now have to book the time you want to visit slash park in advance and once it fills up there is no access to the grotto essentially you have to be on the ball and plan pretty far in advance which is kind of hard if you're road tripping in a van So you were talking about how uh, how it makes sense that they regulate the grotto um, and then parking and everything. Yeah. 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 And then that the path was wide going up. Yeah. I think I was changing the topic a little bit. I was going to mention them. I know how you said that there wasn't much running water in the park. Yeah. Um, and that's something I kind of noticed the whole trip. Like I feel like my whole life you just kind of take for granted water just everywhere. I mean you have it at so many different places. You have it everywhere in your house, everywhere you go. But it's something that I've definitely noticed on the trip that it's maybe not as accessible when you don't have you know a house or, or whatever. The, the park was one like good example. We couldn't get a shower. We went to this guy had like a little like shack on the 
the side of the road that said showers. Okay, like we'll go see. It was only one of two places in the park that you could shower. And we walk in and we're talking to him and he's like, uh, yeah, so the showers are coin operated. Um, it, they take toonies only. Two dollars get you two minutes. So we're like, wow, like, that's <laughs> crazy. But uh, we didn't believe him. We were like, I thought he was like, kidding. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was two dollars. I gave you two minutes and that was it. But there's been a lot of times on the trip, especially going through Ontario, where it's been hard just to like fill up our jugs of water. That um, all through the maritimes, there's been places and grocery stores that you can go and just put your jug underneath and it fills up. Yeah. Um, but in Ontario, like, there's not many of those facilities that are available. Uh, so sometimes you have to go to like campgrounds or wherever, but even then, sometimes the water's not potable or you can't get in unless you're staying at the park. So it's yeah. definitely kind of been an eye-opener with yeah. kind of how difficult water could be to get in your own country that you wouldn't kind of think of before that. Especially like being around like the Great Lakes for so long, like it's all fresh water, you'd think that yeah. water would be more accessible, but it is difficult. And a lot of parks, like you're right, like turned us down when we asked if we could just shower and like use the facilities and stuff yeah. and it was a no-go. Yeah, there's <laughs> quite a few no-goes. You go yeah. and yeah, we've had that situation a few times. I mean, yeah. it comes and goes. Like sometimes you get really nice people, they don't care, they'll kind of welcome you in, but it definitely just depends on who you get, I guess, everywhere you go. But yeah. so then after uh, Tobamori and like Bruce Peninsula, we just went up along towards like Owen Sound and Perry Sound to head up towards Sudbury. We stayed there for just a night, kind of just crash at, in Sudbury. Nothing too much to see. Yeah, we, just, we didn't spend yeah. too long in Sudbury and then we started kind of heading, we headed towards uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Oh no, before that we went to the Manitoulin Islands. Oh right, yeah, yeah. we spent some time in the Manitoulin Islands. We just kind of did a couple hikes, yeah. toured around. And then, yeah, we headed towards Sault Ste. Marie, spent a night there, and then headed towards Thunder Bay. Yeah. Northern Ontario isn't too exciting it's to travel through. Yeah. And it's beautiful, but we stayed at Lake Superior uh, Provincial Park, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, after, after uh, Thunder Bay. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, beautiful. Did a few hikes there, and but... Yeah, and then we yeah. just kind of headed up the like northern Ontario and made it to Winnipeg. Spent a few days there again just kind of exploring like we've never been to the prairies like yeah. just nothing's really brought us here before so mm -hmm. it's just kind of nice like we we're excited just to get to Manitoba and just kind of feel like we're getting somewhere new that neither of us have ever been so yeah. we just kind of hung out Winnipeg and yeah. it's like yeah. one of those places like you always hear people talk about it's like prairies like super flat like kind of yeah. boring like drive through them I was like, nah, like, we want to stop and, like, yeah, check them out just to, like, just to see. And, like, you feel like you know what, like, what to expect, but then you don't know what to expect because you've never been there. So when yeah. we got there, it was pretty cool. Like, Winnipeg was nice. And yeah. like she said earlier, like, people recommend, like, we asked, like, a few people the first night uh, where they recommend the city, and everyone just kept, like, suggesting, like, restaurants. It's like, oh, like, okay, like, we'll check it out. But it was more like a pop in, like, grab a drink. We met up with one guy at, um, like, a little look-off spot, and he he used to travel as well in a van, I don't know, quite yeah, a few years said, ago. Yeah, he, no. he spent a couple years, and he went through the States, and he yeah. went all through Canada, and so we were just kind of talking to him about 
what to do in the city, but then and he he's the one who recommended checking out the forks. He was the first person. Like everyone <laughs> suggested restaurants. What? Yeah, no suggested one, restaurants. No one, no one ever forks. said the forks. <laughs> so we thought it was so strange because we got there and we thought it was like a national like historic site. Yeah, that's what we're like the first thing that I tell people. Yeah, yeah. but well, we thought it was just like a historic site. So we're like, oh, we'll go check it out, and it was like not at all what we expected. No. That we're like, yeah. wow, why didn't no one tell us to come here? Yeah. And we just hung out at like the market all day. Yeah, we're like, kind of bummed out. People no wash, got some like <laughs> delicious food, and yeah. hung out. And we actually went back the next morning to get coffee and stuff. And yeah. yeah. And then we just kind of drove here. Yeah. And this is our most recent stop. <laughs> Because <laughs> sure. Manitoba doesn't have very man- many national parks, like this yeah. is the <laughs> closest one, like riding yeah. mountains. I'm going to take a second to talk about Lonesome Cedar Clothing Company. As someone who loves the outdoors, being in nature, and supporting local small businesses, I really enjoy the lifestyle products they put out. And it doesn't help that I kind of help them out with design and social media. They're a company inspired by nature and the world around them, and that's thoroughly incorporated into all the designs they do. When they started the company, they knew it was something that was missing in the local market, and they wanted to do something that said, hey, Manitoba is cool, and we should have products that rep that. You can check them out at lonesomecedarco.com and on social media at lonesomecedarco. If you stay tuned to Through Here's social media, so that's at through here this week we've partnered up with them and we're going to be offering our sweet followers the chance to win one of their prunets lost in the audio is the two talking about how the main aspect of their trip was that they wanted to hit as many national parks along the way as they possibly could Unless we want to keep going north, I believe. Yeah, yeah that one. You can't even drive to that. I was gonna say, one. isn't yeah. it like on an island? No, it's like on the co- like the Hudson Bay coast, but oh, it's like okay. by Churchill or whatever, so you can't get there by vehicle. Uh, yeah, it's just us. Yeah, people in Winnipeg are weird. For like, so many people don't think that Winnipeg is cool or that yeah. there's anything that's that is cool in Winnipeg and so like we walked through the exchange district and stuff that night and we went it's just like a little like restaurant pub style and like oh where do you recommend and he goes uh a browns (laughs) and we're like ew (laughs) I kid you not the next place we went to she recommended Brown's as well. No. Yeah. Everyone recommended Brown's restaurant over the Forks, yeah. over checking out the beautiful oh library. God. Like, they have an amazing library yeah. there. I don't think, yeah, then nobody would think about the library, I don't think. Yeah. Well, in Halifax. I even forget about that library. Yeah, it was nice. We yeah. went. We got uh, Winnipeg library cards <laughs> and everything. Wow, really? You yeah, had to register us in the system just to go through the little security yeah, things and use the, the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the library is really nice because Halifax, they just built a brand new library. So we spent a lot of time there just hanging out, like just a cool atmosphere. Yeah. There's some cafes and stuff in our library. So we're like, oh, like we'll check it out, like yeah, hop on nice. the internet and stuff. And it was nice, but we noticed a lot of places. We haven't checked, like we've only been to really one restaurant restaurant like on yeah. the way yeah like, like we, you said we like cook all our food like we just uh, grocery much. shop and leftovers are like a lifesaver <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. cook a big meal and then 
We usually cook enough that th that night we can have supper between both of us and then the next day we can either warm up to have enough for lunch or supper that night. Just yeah. when you're traveling, like sometimes you just don't want to get out the stove because you have to get everything out. Yeah, to... that's definitely one of like the biggest, yeah. I don't know, challenges in the van. Like sometimes it's just like, I just want to make something nice and quick and easy, but like anything you want to do, you pretty much have to pull out the can stove. And yeah. the van is designed in such a way that everything is like perfect in its place and you can't like put it anywhere else. Yeah. So it kind of becomes a pain a little bit, but. Yeah, and cooking everything as well, like it puts a pressure on you to eat a bit healthier. <laughs> yeah. Because like if we didn't cook everything, like you'd fall into that trap of wanting to eat oat or just cooking something really quick. But yeah. we have a pretty healthy lifestyle. Like we hike and we are pretty adventurous and we eat good. So yeah. we don't mind sitting down for an hour, two hours at a picnic table and just cooking a bunch of food to have leftover. And oh, yeah. yeah. Where are you going to go next? We're gonna go to Grasslands National Park. <laughs> uh, we definitely want to check it out. Like I, I don't know how much longer we're gonna spend in Manitoba. Like we kind of want to start getting across. Depending on, uh, we're planning on working at Whistler for the winter. So ah, yes, Whistler. You'll get an update on what the two are doing now, and you'll find out if they actually ended up in Whistler or not closer to the end of this episode. We kind of have to gauge when the jobs start with how much time we have. But we want to go kind of explore Saskatchewan and see some of the parks there and start heading over towards Alberta, just kind of keeping an eye on the wildfires as we go. But we want to spend quite a bit of time in like Banff and Jasper. I was there quite a few years ago, but it's just beautiful. And we want to spend time, do lots of hikes, and yeah, check it out. Like, kind of yeah. just seeing how versatile the country is, just because it's so big that everywhere you go is just different so it's nice just kind of just seeing how it progresses across the country just yeah. it's exciting are you going to end in Whistler or are you going to go like further west and then come back we'll probably go further west and then come back i definitely like to like i just yeah, we definitely sure. just want to get to the all the way across if we get that yeah. close it'd be kind of sad not to <laughs> finish yeah so we want to go all the way across like and explore the whole west coast and then come back up to Whistler but we're planning on working there all winter like I said so we'll kind of have time and then uh, the plan is after Whistler that will whenever our jobs end in April or whenever we'll take another couple months and come back kind of through the state and then back up on the east coast somewhere that's the plan as of right now but it changes day by day <laughs> yeah no destination just go with it why did you choose to do it in a van versus like having a tent and camping or, or some other mode of transportation. We had talked about it forever. Like when we lived in Halifax, we'd just come home from work and we're like, oh, okay, like I just want to go. Like I just want to go do something. I just want to go explore, have an adventure. So we kind of like brainstormed forever and we talked about like, oh, maybe we'll go to Europe and backpack or maybe we'll do this, that or the other thing. And yeah. we talked for a long time. I had a matrix. So we talked about just taking my matrix and doing it in that. We ended up just staying home that summer and every weekend we had found ourselves like like somewhere new and just camp like with the tent because it's it's pretty cheap actually to tent in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia compared to Ontario so all like our campgrounds like you can get them for like 21 bucks like a, a really nice spot where Ontario is like 45 like 
it was outrageous so yeah that played another part into deciding like not just to tent the whole way yeah and then i mean we we thought about vans in the past and it was always like a, oh like a van would be nice and like you're looking and you're scouring the internet and you're just like just looking at everything um, and then I did meet uh, Bill. I met him, uh, I was volunteering at a, I was doing like an internship at a motorcycle shop. And so he was working there, he had just started and he had just spent two years going across Canada and the States in his like 1965 Chevy van. So he was kind of like a really big like inspiration. So you meet him and you kind of see someone like, oh, you've done it, it was okay. And it's just you... like that final push, like just do it. Like you'll be fine, like you'll figure it out, like do it. Yeah, so we like, we talked about bigger vans, but at the end of the day, it just kind of came down to affordability and how long we wanted to do it for, that you could get a bigger van, but then you're sinking a lot more money into it, your gas is gonna be more expensive, and like I said, we want to do it for a longer period of time, so the minivan just kind of fit for us, and yeah. it just kind of, after that, just figuring out what kind of van and how we were gonna make it work, because it's a small space, but. Yeah. So like, like, yeah, once we got the van, though, like you said, it's such a small space, like you had to really plan out like a design for it. Like we watched so many YouTube videos on van conversions and some of them are really funny. Like people would just strip the van and throw in like a foam pad and Nothing. stuff in the trunk and like that's it. Like they go off and travel for like months. It's just like a foam pad. Yeah. But we wanted more than a foam pad. Yeah, so. we just decided we wanted yeah. like a little bit more organization. <laughs> like that's I find is one thing that's kind of saved our lives in the van that if it yeah. wasn't organized, it would be a lot lot more brutal in a lot of ways but it's so small that it has to everything has a home and it's when everything's put away it's, it's perfect like mm -hmm. nothing's out of place yeah. everything runs smooth I don't know for me it was being organized is the biggest thing in the van yeah. so it was big enough that we could fit everything we wanted but that's it like it's just yeah. as minimal as you could get so that's kind of what we were going for we just custom built the the design inside with plywood and went I don't know, there's perfect, like little, it fits perfect in the bath, but yeah. you can take it out. Like nothing is like affecting the, the vehicle at all. Like it's just all fastened in. You can take it out, pop the seats back in, and it's just a van. Yeah. So it fits perfectly, drawers and yeah. little cubby holes. Everything has a home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another thing that's really nice about the minivan is you're kind of a little bit more like, you just blend in with everything. Like yeah. no one really thinks twice about a minivan. So it, it gives us a lot more options, I find, if you don't really have somewhere to park that night that you can kind of park pretty much anywhere and no one really rats an eye because you're just a minivan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just, it, it gives us that like option to just kind of blend in. It's not hard to get around cities. It's, it's perfect. It's really yeah. been perfect. Have you stayed at like, quite a few Walmarts, but <laughs> not too many parks and stuff because again, like it would just get costly to stay yeah. at a park every single night. When you yeah. have a vehicle, you have a roof over your head. Yeah, there's no real head that you're driving. Like you might as well just stay like in your vehicle. That's the whole purpose of it. Yeah. So, so you stayed at a lot of like, yeah. I don't know, like we stayed at a couple of municipal parks. We stayed at a church parking lot. You just kind of find a spot to park. And in rural areas, it's a lot easier because there's yeah. really nobody around. No one's going to bother you, but we haven't had any problems. Like it's just been really smooth sailing. The easiest nice. spot was um, in St. Andrews, like New Brunswick. 
there's this beautiful little it's just like a picnic area it's but right they had the ocean. yeah it was right on the ocean beautiful lots of picnic tables and there's a few campgrounds but they were all like full of rvs like people have seasonal rvs and we we've seen a lot of other people living in their van as well and one guy just parked right on the side of the road one night I'm like oh like you can't do that <laughs> yeah so like we went off somewhere and found like this little side road and like yeah, we parked by a mailbox like mailbox. on this like municipal road we just like backed in next to this mailbox yeah and no one bugged us we but. came back for the next morning to like cook breakfast at the little picnic tables and stuff he's still sitting there and another one pulls in behind him and then he has like this little train of like campers like just parked on the, parked side, on the side of the road like they just didn't care so we're like fine like we're gonna park in the little parking lot because it says like at the gate like no overnight parking but it doesn't say anything about the parking lot so then like the parking lots started like filling up like we stayed in like another van stayed at the other side of the parking lot and like the ones on the side of the road and like we didn't get bothered at all like yeah little towns and communities and stuff really i feel like don't care especially that you're in a minivan that they, they don't really notice they don't you. notice you it's like oh someone just parked like they're probably visiting someone in mm-hmm. town that there's yeah, left no there's no room thinks. in their their um, driveway they just left their van yeah, exactly yeah, it's been good like i said we haven't had any problems with parking like it's just been at no first we were a little like, yeah you have a little bit of like nervousness that you're like i've never slept in my vehicle before <laughs> what's this gonna be like but it only really lasted like a couple days that you're a little bit nervous and then after that you just get used to it like anything else it just gets pretty normal why travel across the country why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, we just, like I said, we always wanted to travel. We just always wanted to kind of get out and do something. And, and it just kind of got to a point where it's like, if what's stopping us? Like, if we're not going to do it now, when are we ever going to do it? And if we're willing to backpack, say, like, Europe or Thailand or, like, go to Australia, anywhere, like, if we're willing to do that, why... Why wouldn't we want to see our own country first? Like if we yeah. we've been to the East Coast and we've been to like Alberta, but there's so much more. And exactly, we're and willing I, to see other cultures so much faster than actually learning about our own. Yeah. So and it's like, like one of those things that yeah, we, like, we definitely want to see different cultures and we definitely want yeah. to explore different places. But I found like we both found like if we did it this way, it would kind of give us a secure vehicle, a secure method of traveling, and lots of time that you can do it like, kind of more sustainably because we want to see like like I said we don't want it to be just a trip like we want to really make it a lifestyle so it was just kind of the first step in like okay let's see if we can do this and if we can do this then we can try yeah. and create our life around creating comfort for ourselves yeah and you want to build a, a life around it you don't want it to just be that one thing that I did that one time that was kind of what drew us to the van and what drew us to just going across the country first do you want to come to the van yeah definitely And now, a word from our friends at Bridger. Global War has bled Earth and Char almost dry. With her health and career in shambles, Char leaves the army for an isolated research facility. When a humanoid creature from another world appears, Char agrees to helm a covert expedition to his world. The mission, find new resources and win the war. But a chance meeting with her estranged husband leaves Char torn between saving her country and saving the love she didn't know still live. Read Bridger, a dystopian serial, for free at BridgerSerial.com.
Listen to a short message from our friends at Six Tiles Media, a Winnipeg-based media outlet that's putting out some great content. We highly recommend their blog, Board Winnipeg, which explores things you may not have known happen in Winnipeg. My name is William Rhoda, this is Six Tiles Media, and you're listening to Exit the Echo Chamber. Three, two, one, go! first publicly traded hemp company, cannabis company. Activism came first. Join me every week as I discuss arts, counterculture, and mindfulness with some of the most interesting minds in Manitoba. Project Safe Audience, we're a harm reduction initiative. The thing I'm most known for is the show, Kim's Convenience. Exit the Echo Chamber, available now on all major platforms and at sixtiles.com. Six Tiles, don't get confused. <laughs> Now, as you've heard, they're going to give me a tour of their van. What they talk about in reference will be greatly aided by visuals, so I've put up pictures of their van conversion, the intricate details of their organization systems, and more on throughherepod.com under their episode on the blog. I'd recommend you bring that up so you can look at it while they show me all the cool things they planned and built into the van. So we... After we purchased the van, we went down to my parents' place and my dad helped us um, kind of figure out a design and we all we custom made it all together. So me, Rebecca, and my dad put it all together. So this is the trunk. Um, we have sliders that come out for dish towels, our like spices, spatulas, all that stuff. Um, sometimes it just and then right below that, we have all our camping stuff. Yeah, so we have our camp stove down there. It's like a the cubby's made so that the camp stove fits in just perfect. Then we have like all our utensils and everything in that little right. box. And then underneath that, it opens up where that little hole is. You just lift this up, and it lifts up. And um, our tent, sleeping bag, we have tarps, Whoa. we have Anything you'd need blankets for, for yeah. camping is under there. And so the first thing there. we really did when we got to van is we just took all the seats out. So the back row was like stow and go seats. So when you took it out, it gave you about 12 inches of room right. underneath, which is like amazing. That's so it gives you a lot pops of room. Out. And all our camping stuff. So we keep. Oh yeah. So nothing else goes in this side. Like we said, like we have designated spots for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just everything fits in there. Sleeping bag, tent. We have a pump for our air mattress, blankets. This just all clips right back in. Yeah. And like you said, like everything is just designed like perfect like there's no like wasted space so underneath here is we just have like all our anything you need to cook any mm-hmm. like dry food so grab you don't have to oh, <laughs> so we built this that it would pull out and it would open up oh yeah but the cooler ended up being just a little yeah. bit too heavy so that when you try and pull it out it kind of bows and it won't come out but it's right. still nice like so we usually just leave it pushed in and then you can open it up so we have all like our pots, pans, all our dry foods back there. We have like thermoses, cups, mm-hmm. stuff back there. Your laundry detergent, camp fuel, whatever you'd need. This probably are like, we use this area the most. Like I said, there's just cooking and just pretty much everything you need back there. Mm-hmm. It's our storage. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of that drawer that pulled out, uh, we fitted, we had this purchased before we built the the design. So we made it that it fit perfect with this board here. Yeah, it's the water. Um, yeah, so you can you can just unhook it and pull your water out. 
you can fill it up so you don't have to worry about it, it sloshing around yeah. and yeah every stuck uh, Brooke's dad had the idea of putting like a he had like an old piece of I don't know what it was from but it's just plastic so we use it as like cutting board so it's just oh, nice to have yeah. like another surface that you can yeah, so a rainy day, you can pop this up. Like if you want cook. to, like you could pull yeah. this out and like have put your stove on this and, and cut everything on that. And just wipe it down afterwards. Yeah. So it's really really nice. Super convenient. This is our bed. So this is our home home. This is where <laughs> we spend all our time. This is the living room. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a just a single bed. Like it was really the biggest bed you could fit in here yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people had like, bought doubles that they had cut but right. we thought that it was a little more valuable just to have like a little bit of space that you can put your feet down on the side of the bed or whatever so on the other side of the bed we have lawn chairs a little like fold out aluminum table if you can't find like a picnic table mm -hmm. your hiking bags we have curtains like black curtains that just go up all around um then the bed opens up on hinges if you want Whoa. Yeah. And if you, like again, if it's a rainy day, we kind of have it set up nice. So if it's a rainy day and you don't want to like go out or you want to just sit and hang out, we built this little table. So we have a little table it's inside. my oh, favorite sweet. So yep. you can just like pop up, just put your pillows back there, stick like your little DVD player <laughs> up or whatever. If you want to eat in the van, like it just kind of gives you an extra surface. It's really nice. We've uh, like a few times one of us will be cooking in the back and then you just like kind of pass over like dinner and you just sit inside and eat and just like stare at the back. And then underneath the bed, um, it does hinge up. So in the back, like under where like our pillows would be, we have um, a three person inflatable boat. We have like our life air mattress, jackets. life jackets, <laughs> some um, extra towels or rain jackets and stuff. And then up here we have our clothing bin. So they all just like slide in, slide out. Um, Rebecca's just kind of tucked in behind this, which is our drunk drawer because every every home needs a drunk drawer. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it was everything. Like, at first yeah. we didn't have it, but I was just like, there's so many stupid little things yeah. that are not gonna have anywhere to go. And so yeah. it's been perfect. Like the top is just like books, your toothbrush, I don't know, pack of cards, whatever. Yeah. And then this one's like a lot of like camping stuff. Like we leave our bear spray in there, like, mm -hmm. like whatever. And the bottom's like, if you have like shampoo or anything like that, that like I said, everything has a home that nothing gets messy. So it's yeah. been a lifesaver. The drawers get a little disorganized, but it's all tucked away. Yeah, I know, it's nice. Though. And then the front is just all left the same. Yeah, it's just, just a, any conversion to the front of it. Cool. And then we, um, later on in the trip, like we didn't think of it at first, we put bungee cords from the hand holders and just clothespins. So we can hang it's up like, like our towel line. or like our swimming stuff, like a swimming, just pin it up and it will dry in here because it's so hot. Just still trying like, just finding little things here and there that We got a little USB fan that you just hang oh, out. So it just yeah. takes like double A batteries. It's a lifesaver, mm -hmm. it's really hot that you just like mm -hmm. pull this out and have some air blowing on you. Yeah. That's been good. Yeah, so that's the van. We haven't had any issues with like the living space itself. Like it gets a little crammed, but yeah. but we designed it. Functional. Also, one thing that I think really like makes it nice and comfortable. We designed it that we could didn't we built the bed just high enough that we could both sit on on the bed without like having yeah. a cranked neck. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely been one thing that like I'm super grateful that we thought of that just because it makes it that you don't feel like claustrophobic or like closed in.
The world is changing, and I don't know about you, but I really value this planet and love all the cool things it has. At Through Here, we find it pretty important to take active steps to making the world we live in a more environmentally friendly, more sustainable, and more green one. That's why we love Create Simple. It's an online community dedicated to helping people find more simple, creative, and better ways to live more green and more sustainably. It hosts workshops in Winnipeg, creates online resources, and is constantly engaging with people wanting to learn more about the environment. I love its content. It's always keeping up with what's on the cutting edge in the environmentally friendly alternatives world. You can check it out on Instagram or Facebook or visit its website at createsimple.org. I think about how nature impacts me a lot. I also found this to be a common thread among the people I've interviewed this season. We all want to explore more of the world around us and it's there that we feel like home, like who we're supposed to be. Where We Feel Human is a book that Sam Cortez wrote this year. It's coming out really soon and we're so excited to read it. The book explores the positive effects nature has on our mental health and in a time where it's increasingly more vital to recognize the relationship between the two. This is something, as someone who worked for parks for many years, that I think is just so, so important in our current society to acknowledge. I don't know about you, but I feel most at home in the forest. When I'm feeling down, it's the first thing I think about. When is the next time I can walk through a forest? Where We Feel Human comes out on February 20th. You can pick it up at the book launch held at Fort White in the Interpretive Center. That's in Winnipeg and it'll start at 7 p.m. We'll be having a little interview with Sam in one of our next couple episodes and we're really looking forward to that chat. In the meantime, you can RSVP and get more information on the event on Where We Feel Human's Facebook page, which will be linked on our website and in the episode description if you're interested. Once we left Riding Mountain, we were really about, I mean, halfway down our trip. Mm -hmm. So the last half of the trip took longer than we were expecting. We were only really expecting to be on the road for another month, but it ended up being two and a bit. So when we were talking to you last, we were planning on going to Whistler, but that ended up just completely going up in flames just Mm -hmm. (laughs) didn't work out at all we were kind of struggling with what we were gonna do like we didn't have a place really to stay and we weren't interested in renting a place it was more of you know this trip that we wanted to do it as really as cheap and minimalistic as we could but we were struggling with okay but we have a minivan (laughs) so that's what we have to live in Mm -hmm. um so through the trip, I'd been pretty connected with someone I knew from, from back in Moncton, Bill. And I think I mentioned him before. He had dra- traveled across the country. He spent about a year doing it. So he made a lot of really good connections. So I messaged him and just told him, hey, <laughs> we're stuck. We don't know what we're going to do. We still have some time, but we want to figure out where we're going. Like, are we going to have to go home? We were talking about staying in Edmonton with Brooke's sister. But we really wanted just to have still our adventure and our own independence. So I messaged Bill and he hooked me up with a few different people on places we could go. We were thinking maybe Kelowna, a couple different places in BC, but he mentioned his niece lives on Vancouver Island and she lives in her camper. So it's really warm, really doesn't drop below like minus five, the coldest. It stays pretty warm. So I messaged her. She said, "Um, yep, like come check it out, like see what Mm -hmm. you think. So we just enjoyed the rest of our trip. I mean, we went to Alberta and yeah, Saskatchewan. Yeah, Saskatchewan and uh, and BC. So we weren't like that worried about it. We kind of figured, you know, we have a place that we can go. We'll just park our van. Like we can, we'll live in the van this winter. So we got here 
met them really really cool people they're living like i said on their in their camp around their parents property so we were here for about a day told them we were just planning on staying in our van they had thought we had a bigger van they were kind of really surprised and and super sweet so they were worried about us and what we were gonna do so we actually ended up the second day we were here we bought a 200 hundred dollar camper off of craigslist and it was run down and we bought it off of some interesting people um so we spent the next two weeks just completely gutting it and, and renoing it that's what we're in now so it's just a little tiny truck camper i think in total it's like 130 square feet but it's perfect like it's it's everything we need mm-hmm. and i know myself and i think yeah. you definitely we're both just super grateful for the space like it's it's you don't really realize you don't really take appreciate i guess what you have until you don't have much and so i mean it's 130 square feet but every time i walk in it i just think oh my god i can't believe we were gonna live in a minivan this winter yep. and the van was comfortable <laughs> like the van was comfortable the whole trip but as soon as we started like realizing okay like the temperature is still it's gonna drop a bit lower than what we're used to the and um the humidity in the van was getting really bad because we'd have to keep the heat on more while we were traveling so it built up a lot of humidity and just kind of damp and stuff in it so we kind of started worrying like okay like if we do stay in the van we have to find figure out how to keep the humidity out we still have to find places to like cook every night whether it's raining snowing wherever we're staying so that's when we had to open up the ideas okay like we need to find a place that's more like sustainable for us during like colder times so the camper works perfect for that Yeah, and we were really big, like, we didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. That was the whole purpose of buying a camper for 200 bucks. And the whole purpose of the trip, like, the trip wasn't to spend as much money. It was to see what we can do with as little money as we can. Yeah, so I think in total it cost us maybe $600. We bought most of our stuff, like, reclaimed from the restore. So it's just everything is reused, repurposed, pretty much. And like I said, it's perfect. Like, I've never really been so grateful for a space. And it's so little and... I mean, a lot of people would look mm. at it and go like, oh, my God. But it's just, it's it's everything. It's really, really important. Wow. That's kind of what we've been up to. Yeah, that's where we're at now. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. What did you, like, so now you're done it. You're not necessarily done, like, your adventure part of it because you're, like, not at home in New Brunswick. You're, like, on the island now. But from, like, the start to the end, did you learn anything like surprising about yourselves or was there anything unexpected that you encountered that you like learned from I think I've definitely learned just I don't know how little you can really get by with like how much Mm -hmm. we have that's so unnecessary and how much you get wrapped up in that and I kind of figured I'd get to know it but I don't think until you actually really go in feet first that you you really get a a full appreciation of it no I found like uh, some things you would find harder as in like showers and washroom and like finding places to eat I figured it'd be more like challenging at first but then once you open up the idea that you don't need much like every place you can stop and use the washroom there's tons of pull-off spots knowing that it makes you feel more like secure and like a set like mindful of oh like I know that there will always be a place to shower or a place where we can pull off and like cook so it just gives you like a bit more security and you're not as worried as much as what you might have thought you would be yeah I feel the same like at the start of the trip I thought I would have a lot of anxiety just 
where are we going to sleep? Where are we going to mm-hmm. eat? Like, same as what you were saying. But it's really, like, a lot of the worries that you have, you're just worrying yourself. Like, there's actually nothing to worry about. I mean, there's things that I, we should have been worried about the whole trip, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. where are we going to stay? Like, where, are we, where yeah. are we going? Like, long term and just, like, that day. But honestly, everything just kind of works out. Like, things just kind of work out if you let them and, and keep an open mind. So... I'm I that kind of surprised me myself yeah. like I said I just thought I would have a lot more anxiety but it's really been and we're a lot safer than what we think like we, yeah. like she said we feel more worried and anxious about what is to come in that evening cooking sleeping but or where it, you're yeah like where you're gonna be but everywhere is really safe and you find a spot and you just call it home for the night and yeah. nothing to worry about like it's really been like more eye-opening like okay like I can do this and be safe and wake up in the morning and go to my next place and I'll have to like clean up a huge mess and yeah, worry like you about just don't like, need to let, like, like it's like it's, stress free. Yeah. It's mostly just you get yourself worked up over something that you totally didn't have to. What happened like is there a specific thing that happened with the Whistler thing or um, it was just it didn't really make sense. Like, um I had an interview and stuff, uh Whistler and um it was a really good interview and I got more like in depth like asking her questions because she wasn't really asking me much and she was being really vague on um, housing and the wage that like I'd make there Mm -hmm. and finally I was like starting asking her okay it's like you haven't actually told me like what this wage would be and like what the accommodations are because like it was all posted in the ad and she was really hesitant of answering those questions and she's like well like she couldn't give me a concrete answer of how much I'd make and stuff but she's like you know I always save like rooms for um people like for the like the job position and well I was asking I was like well how much usually is it like that would get deducted it was just so unrealistic for us it was up to like 800 to like a thousand dollars a month for one bed in a dorm so i'm like we're me and rebecca are both gonna look at almost two grand to per month just for, for a bed, bed. <laughs> right and and the wage it was less than like i think, I think minimum wage. like yeah i think it was only minimum wage that like so working full-time minimum wage which was i can't remember i think here is it's like 12 or 13 yes like 13 dollars and then having to dish out like two grand every month was like wow like we wouldn't we wouldn't gain anything yeah Yeah, it'd just be like you're there but you're throwing all your money for the experience to go skiing and like live on a ski hill yeah but you're but we're like crying about money yeah like we want to continue traveling Mm -hmm. and continue the adventure that's like we need to find a place where we can settle in for the winter and gain a little bit more income so then we can continue like in the spring and in the summer and just whistler that wasn't giving us much security in the sense financially right where on the island are you uh we're in courtney that's in the comox valley yeah yeah it's beautiful it's super nice like on my like i can go for a a 10 minute drive and you can see the glaciers the mountains and the the ocean it's perfect we spent um a day 
actually two days in Vancouver. We got like a transit pass and it was crazy. It was so busy and hectic and we're like, get us out of the city. And we hopped on the ferry and went straight to Tofino and spent Thanksgiving on the beach in Tofino. <laughs> For like a whole week we stayed there and just was like, we just had in mind like, man, like we soon have to find a job and we soon have to find like a place to go. And But we don't want to, like it's that no one wants to stop. Like we're having so much fun that I do yeah. think our biggest achievement on this trip, <laughs> though, was we cooked a tofurkey, mashed potatoes, graving, gravy, gravy, <laughs> and, like, all the fixings on a two-burner Coleman stove in Tofino <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah, so we spent a week there and then went down to Victoria and yeah, made our way back to the Comox Valley to settle in and fix our camper up. Yeah. So you said something about the spring and summer. Are you, like, planning on road tripping again? Yeah, we're planning on um, probably early May. We're going to gear up Franny again Mm -hmm. and head through the state. Maybe Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? But uh, not as long, like, just a shorter trip because we do want to get back to New Brunswick still in the summertime and see our family and stuff, so... We were wrapping up the interview when I said, wow, that was definitely not how I expected this follow-up interview to go. Though I try to keep up with where people I interviewed this summer are now, I had never noticed that Brooke and Rebecca hadn't ended up in Whistler. They laughed at my comment and said this. Um, out about it when like when you have a plan that doesn't go right like at first we're like oh my gosh but like I said it just it we're all works out yeah because now you live on the island yeah, yeah. it's beautiful <laughs> no yeah. snow like gorgeous yeah. weather like I was in shorts yesterday yeah I sun. don't want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> it's like minus 30 here it sucks changing plans but you also have to keep an open mind that You know, it's a possibility that you may come to a roadblock that you have to switch it up and still keep moving because it sucks to just have to stop and be like, okay, like, we have to turn around now. We just have to keep going forward and make it work. And if that's finding someone to park your vehicle or buy a camper, then you have to do that for a little bit to be able to keep going. That's it for Brooke and Rebecca. If you want extended content from this episode, don't forget to visit us at throughherepod.com. Thanks for listening to episode nine. We'll be back next Thursday with Natalie, an Australian on a gap year who chose to settle for the summer months in Riding Mountain National Park after road tripping from Vancouver. As always, if you'd like to hear, see, and experience more from through here, we have extended content on our social media pages. So follow us on Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Spotify at at through here and you can join us every week every thursday for new episodes of through here don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating if you like what we're doing have a great weekend and don't forget to stay curious